Dear students, wherever you go, whatever you do, knowledge is right here for you. AP State Council of Higher Education created podcasts for easy and quick access to innovative learning. They aim to reinforce fundamental concepts. These engrossing podcasts will enable independent learning and enrich your knowledge and skills. Come, listen, learn and lead the world. Hello dear friends, welcome to the Biochemistry Sessions. I am your host Dorka Berry, working as Assistant Professor in Biochemistry Government College for Women, Guntur. And today we are going to deal with the polysaccharide. Let me first introduce to polysaccharides. Whenever you hear the term polysaccharides, what you remember from this word? Poly means many, saccharide means sugar units. That means from this word itself, we could able to derive that it is made of many sugar units. And how many sugar units are present in a polysaccharide? Yes, you are right. They contain more than 10 sugar units. If they contain 10 or more than 10 monosaccharide units, they are usually called as polysaccharides. Let me tell you that these polysaccharides are also called as glycons. These glycons or polysaccharides, they are usually tasteless and they are amorphous, soluble or insoluble in water. These polysaccharides, they can be classified in two different ways. Let us see the first type of classification. In the first type of classification, they are divided into homopolysaccharides and heteropolysaccharides. What is the basis for this classification? Yes, the basis for this classification is the type of repeating unit. What is a repeating unit? Here, the polysaccharides, as you know that they are made of more than 10 monosaccharide units, if they are made of only one type of repeating unit, these polysaccharides are said to be homopolysaccharides. The best examples are starch. Starch is entirely made of glucose. Where starch is present? Starch is the storage food material in plants. And glycogen. Glycogen is the storage reserve in animals which is also made of glucose. Likewise, the cellulose, it is also a homopolysaccharide. These homopolysaccharides are also known as homoglycots. Then the second one are heteropolysaccharides. By the term, we can make out that hetero means different. Heteropolysaccharides or heteroglycons means they are made of more than one type of repeating unit that means for example heparin heparin is made of two types of repeating units one is glucuronic acid another one is glucosamine they are repeated 
that means glucuronic acid glucosamine next glucuronic acid and next glucosamine like that the sugar unit is repeated as i said that they contain more than one type of repeating unit they are said to be heteropolysaccharides or heteroglycans the best examples for them are heparin or mucopolysaccharides hope you understood this classification and the second type of classification is based on their function that means if they are involved in storage like starch which is the storage food material for glucose glycogen which is the storage for again glucose in animals they are said to be storage polysaccharides if they are giving some structure if these polysaccharides are giving some structure they are said to be structural polysaccharides if these polysaccharides are involved in mucilaginous tissues they are said to be mucopolysaccharides among the structural polysaccharides storage polysaccharides and mucopolysaccharides let's discuss today about the structural polysaccharides as the name indicates the structural polysaccharides are intended to give structure and shape to a particular tissue the examples for the structural polysaccharides are cellulose chitin and pectin let's see one by one first is cellulose whenever we hear the term cellulose we remember cotton clothes because they are made of cellulose we remember the plant cell wall because cell wall is made of cellulose and this cellulose it is a homoglycan of glucose what is meant by homoglycan homoglycan is the homopolysaccharide which is made of only one type of repeating unit what is the repeating unit in this homoglycan glucose is the repeating unit and remember cellulose is the most abundant organic material in nature because we see number of plants each cell wall which surrounds the cell it is made of cellulose that is why it is the most abundant organic material and it is the important constituent of the fibrous parts of the plant on hydrolysis cellulose give rise to glucose hydrolysis means whenever cellulose is broken down whenever it is broken down it gives the units by which it is made of with what unit it is made of it is made of d glucose units that is why on hydrolysis whenever it is broken down it give rise to glucose unit and it is resistant to the action of acids but it is hydrolyzed by the strong acids let's see the structure of the cellulose it is a high molecular weight polysaccharide because it is made of 
vast number of glucose units that is why it's, it is a very high molecular weight and on hydrolysis it gives rise to as i told you before that it gives rise to glucose when it gives glucose on complete hydrolysis it gives rise to monosaccharide units called glucose but on partial hydrolysis it gives rise to cellobiose cellobiose it is nothing but a disaccharide which is made of two glucose units and which are linked by beta 14 glycosidic linkage you know about the glycosidic linkage what is that it is the linkage between the sugars a sugar is linked to another sugar by means of a glycosidic linkage and there are different types of glycosidic linkages what are they 14 glycosidic linkage 12 glycosidic linkage 16 glycosidic linkage mainly and they may be either alpha or beta depending on the type of sugar if the sugar is in alpha structure they are called as alpha glycosidic linkages if the sugar is in beta they are called as beta glycosidic linkages here in this context the cellulose is made of glucose units which are linked to one another only by means of beta 14 glycosidic linkage the x-ray analysis of cellulose indicates that it is composed of bundles of parallel cellulose chains that means each cellulose chain imagine is a thread and those threads many threads are bundled to give rise to the cellulose fiber and these chains these parallel chains of cellulose are linked to one another by means of hydrogen bond thereby giving rise to the strength to the particular tissue let's also see the properties of cellulose the cellulose is insoluble in water and it is soluble in concentrated acids and ammonium bases we know about explosives and the example for one such explosive is nitrocellulose to manufacture nitrocellulose this cellulose is needed that means nitrocellulose is important in the manufacture of explosives for which cellulose is needed cellulose acetate which is in combination acetate and cellulose it is used in making the photographic films it is also used in making of rayon and plastic and cellulose does not react with iodine thereby it doesn't give blue color with iodine solution as it doesn't react with iodine that is about the structure and properties of cellulose for cellulose you remember it is a homopolysaccharide made of d glucose units and the linkage is beta 14 linkage then let's discuss about chitin this chitin is a homopolysaccharide of n acetyl glucosamine listen glucosamine means what 
do the glucose usually at the second carbon instead of hydroxyl group if amino group is present then it is said to be glucosamine in that amino group also if acetyl group is substituted instead of one hydrogen usually amino means nh2 na so in one in place of one hydrogen if acetyl group is present then it is said to be n acetyl glucosamine did you understand then chitin is the structural polysaccharide found in the skeleton of arthropods it also forms the exoskeleton of crustaceans insects it is very widely distributed in nature in combination with the proteins on hydrolysis it give rise to glucosamine and acetic acid remember its composition what it is made of chitin is made of n acetyl glucosamine that is why on hydrolysis what it gives it gives rise to glucosamine and acetic acid that is why chitin is a polymer of n acetyl glucosamine units it is a homopolymer of n acetyl glucosamine try to write the structure of n acetyl glucosamine units those are linked by each n acetyl glucosamine units they are linked by beta 14 glycosidic linkage it is the same linkage which is present in the cellulose and these chains of n acetyl glucosamine are linked in the same manner like that of the cellulose in cellulose we you remember that the chains of parallel chains of uh, the cellulose are bundled together likewise here also the chains of n acetyl glucosamine they are linked and this chitin it is highly resistant to the action of bacteria it also gives protection okay we finished cellulose and chitin let's move on to the pectin pectin is the term which is used to represent the substances that form jellies in the presence of sugar you remember some sweet some kind of sweet when i speak about this jelly all these jellies the principal constituent would be the pectin pectin is required for gelation gelation is nothing but the formation of jelly is nothing but gelation and this pectin is found in the pulp of citrus fruits apples beets and carrots but commercially you know the pectin is prepared from cull lemons or apple pomes cull lemon means those are somewhat damaged lemons which cannot be packed and apple pomes is the leftover material after extracting the juice pectin is usually combined with cellulose in the cell wall that means in the cell wall along with the cellulose pectin is also present 
In fact, the hemicellulose is also present. Pectin cell wall is made of pectin, cellulose and hemicellulose. This pectin is released from the cell wall by the mild hydrolysis and it is converted into soluble pectin. That means there are two types of pectins, soluble pectin and insoluble pectin. When soluble pectin is boiled with a dilute acid, it is slowly hydrolyzed to pectic acid and methyl alcohol. Remember what are we getting from pectin? We are getting pectic acid and methyl alcohol. In the presence of dilute alkali, pectin is quickly decomposed to alkali pectate and methyl alcohol. That means whenever it is boiled with acid or alkali, we used to see that pectic acid and methyl alcohol. What do we understand from this? Means pectin is methyl ester of pectic acid. I repeat, pectin is methyl ester of pectic acid. The purified pectin usually yields 10 to 12 percent of methyl alcohol. What about this pectic acid? Pectic acid is a chain of around 200 units of alpha 14 D galacturonic acid. Remember, pectic acid is made of 200 units of galacturonic acid. What is this galacturonic acid? Uronic acid means at the sixth carbon in place of CH2OH, if COOH is present, that is called uronic acid. Okay, if it is the glucose sixth position, if it is occupied by COOH, it is glucuronic acid. In galactose, if sixth position is occupied by COOH, then it is said to be galacturonic acid. Is it clear now? Then this galacturonic acid is linked to another galacturonic acid by what linkage? By alpha 14 glycosidic linkage. That is why pectic acid is a polymer of galacturonic acid. That too, it is the homopolymer. Okay, it is the homoglycon because it is made of only one type of sugar repeating sugar unit what is that it is the degalacturonic acid which is linked to another glucose another galacturonic acid by means of alpha 14 glycosidic linkage okay that is about pectic acid and methyl ester combining these two only we are getting pectin for gelation usually 65 to 70 percent of sugar is mixed with 0.3 to 0.7% of pectin and pH should be 3.2 to 3.5 then only the gelation it is possible large amounts of pectin are used in the fruit juice industry and for other purposes because pectin it is a commercially very important product 
in the fruit juice industry and in food processing industries large number of other pectins are also known some are soluble and some are insoluble usually insoluble pectins they are not useful for gelation means only soluble pectins are commercially important for gelation that is about pectin okay so in this short session we discussed about structural polysaccharides how many structural polysaccharides we discussed three structural polysaccharides what are they cellulose chitin and pectin let's sum up what we learnt cellulose is homopolymer of glucose and the most abundant organic material it is made of what yes you are right it is made of d glucose units and what is the linkage the linkage is beta 14 glycosidic linkage between every d glucose units and it is usually insoluble in water used for making nitrocellulose and cellulose acetate is important in photographic films rayons and plastic coming to chitin which is a homopolysaccharide of n acetyl glucosamine where each n acetyl glucosamine is linked by beta 14 linkages and it is a tough substance which is resistant to the action of bacteria pectin it is made of two components pectic acid and methyl alcohol together we get pectin and this pectic acid it is a polymer of 200 units of alpha 14 d galacturonic acid between the galacturonic acid the linkage is alpha 14 glycosidic linkage that is about the summary let's discuss some of the important questions from this structural polysaccharides i'll ask the questions just remember the answer what is cellulose is it homoglycan or heteroglycan you are right it is a homoglycan means it is made of only one type of repeating unit next question what is the repeating unit in cellulose the answer is glucose d glucose is the repeating unit of cellulose how do we know that whenever we hydrolyze cellulose we could able to get d glucose unit that means on complete hydrolysis we get d glucose unit what is the linkage between the d glucose units in cellulose yes you are right it is beta 14 glycosidic linkage the basic question what is a glycosidic linkage whenever a sugar is involved in bonding with other sugar or other molecule 
then it is said to be glycosidic linkage. What are the different types of glycosidic linkages? And what do we understand from 1,4? Beta 1,4 glycosidic linkage means, for example, in cellulose, if 1,4 glycosidic linkage is there, C1 of 1 glucose unit is linked to C4 of another glucose unit. That is the meaning of 1,4 linkage. What is meant by beta? You know the ring structures of carbohydrates, ring structure of monosaccharide and you know that the functional two functional groups are there, aldoses and ketoses. Around the functional group in ring structure, if the functional group's hydroxyl group is below the plane of the ring, then it is said to be alpha. If that hydroxyl group, which hydroxyl group? Functional groups hydroxyl group, if it is present above the ring, then it is said to be beta. In cellulose, what type of glycosidic linkage is present? Yes, it is beta 1,4 glycosidic linkage. And one more question, is cellulose fibers are single or they are bundled? You are right, they are bundled. I told you that cellulose is composed of bundles of parallel cellulose chains, remember. And between those chains, hydrogen bonds are present, which gives strength to the cellulose fiber. Another question, which is required for making of rayon. Yes, cellulose acetate is required for making rayon. Not only rayon, but it is also used in the photographic films and plastic. Next question. What is chitin? Right, chitin is the structural polysaccharide which is found in the skeleton of arthropods. With what material chitin is made of? You are right, it is a homopolysaccharide of N-acetylglucosamine. One more basic question, what is glucosamine? To glucose, in place of hydroxyl group, if amino group is present, then it is said to be glucosamine. And what is chitin? It is polymer of N-acetylglucosamine. What is the linkage present in chitin? The linkage is beta 1,4 linkage. Same like that of the cellulose. That means each N-acetylglucosamine is linked to another N-acetylglucosamine by means of beta 1,4 glycosidic linkage. That is about chitin. Next question, which polysaccharide is involved in jelly formation? You are right, it is pectin. Next question, for pectin formation, is a soluble pectin is useful or insoluble pectin is useful? Right, the soluble pectins are only used in making of jellies. 
Next, when we hydrolyze a pectin, what are the components we get? Exactly, we get pectic acid and methyl alcohol. That means the pectin is made of pectic acid and methyl alcohol or we can also say that pectin is methyl ester of pectic acid. Next question, what is pectic acid? Very good. Pectic acid is a polymer of D-galacturonic acid. Usually 200 units of D-galacturonic acid combine to give pectic acid. Next question, what is the linkage in pectic acid? Right, it is alpha-1,4-glycosidic linkage present in the pectic acid. Where it is present? Between every D-galacturonic acid. That means one galacturonic acid is linked to another galacturonic acid by means of alpha-1,4-glycosidic linkage. That is about pectin which is commercially useful for the preparation of jellies and germs. This is the overview and detailed account of structural polysaccharides what we discussed. We discussed of cellulose, chitin and pectin. Hope this lecture is useful to you for your understanding of polysaccharides. And if you want to clarify any doubts, do post your doubts or queries in the comment box. I hope you got a clear picture about the structural polysaccharides namely cellulose, chitin and pectin. I am very thankful to the Andhra Pradesh State Council of Higher Education for giving me this opportunity which facilitated me to reach out many students. Thank you.